Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And now it's the time we search the planet, the universe, and the seven seas for the Thank you, Wade. Marsha, I had a buy of the week all set up, which I sent to you this morning, and then I went to double check it this morning, and they've changed the price from the sale price to the regular. So I've got a different one than I originally sent. And uh, this is also, a, you know, as we've talked about in the past, TVs have gotten so inexpensive. And if you're looking for, a, you know, everybody's going bigger, faster, stronger, 70-inch, 80-inch, 90-inch, 100-inch. Uh, but if you, you don't need that kind of size and you want just a really nice TV, LG, this is available at Best Buy. LG has a 32-inch uh, LED 720 Smart HD TV. Uh, there have been uh, 103 reviews at Best Buy, and it got 4.6 out of 5 stars. And it's one of those just nice TVs, that, you know, maybe a kitchen TV or, you know, for the kids going away to college. It has an actual 31.5-inch screen measured diagonally. Again, 720 resolution, uh, which gives you HD images. Uh, with the smart TV, you can stream shows, movies, games. And uh, the TV has, of course, a built-in Wi-Fi and integrated apps. Uh, it comes with web OS, which brings uh, video streaming apps like Netflix and other, there are 70 free premium internet channels through the LG, what they call their Channel Plus app. Uh, it's an LED, so it performs well in lighting conditions uh, like deep blacks and rich colors. It comes with the two 5-watt main channel speakers, which is actually pretty good, three HDMI inputs, so you can connect your different devices to that, and it comes with two USB ports. And it is on sale, normally sells for about $220, which even in itself is a fairly good price, but it's on sale at Best Buy today for $189.99. And how uh, big Jen, is the screen? And this is a 32 inch tv so uh, it, you 32 know, inch tiny. tv for under 200 dollars yeah, that's a 189 deal. bucks yeah great, so uh, and it's deal. again it's the lg 32 inch uh, led 720p it's model number 32 lk 610b again available at best buy today for 189 dollars and 99 cents uh and that well, is I our just... buy of the week Go ahead, I have to tell you, well, during the break, uh, Ray Sherman was talking about uh, Rasta. I, I, I have no idea because sometimes everybody gets on tangents. So if you click the link and take a look at the Tech Radio Twittercast, it seems that Kurt has gone totally psychedelic. For our, yes, for our I can Twitter see cast. that. That's I pretty amazing. A, is that a mouse? <laughs> what am I looking at? Is that a mouse? That's a cat toy. And oh, it's a cost, it's a Costco party in a box speaker that changes colors as we speak. Well, and cool. uh, thank you, Kurt. And those of yeah, you who can't Kurt, stick with you. us and are discovering the show during Twitter, um, look for my tweets. You can find Computer and Technology Radio on iTunes, iHeartRadio, on our own website. And join us if you can't hang right now. Yeah, and I can almost see, you know, as you sometimes see on crime shows, you look in the mirror and you see something. It appears that I see Kurt twerking in the background of that picture. 
So you got to look go. really closely. You might be able to see him do that. <laughs> um, so I, I, I had a chance to, um, with my company this week, had a chance to go to an innovation technology conference that was uh, talking about, you know, where some of these items in the future are going, uh, what the world is going to look like, and then, frankly, in the not too distant future. And uh, had some really heavy duty people here. Uh, they had uh, Manish. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Korthari, who is with a company called SRI Ventures, who created Siri. So they were the people that actually created Siri uh, and robotics, uh, professor of uh, robotics at Carnegie Mellon, uh, Mellon University, and VR was a, a top uh, subject. So there were a lot of interesting things. So, uh, you know, I want to talk, start by talking a little bit about voice tone and stress in your voice. You know, we use these technologies like Siri, like um, Echo, to ask and to do things. But now they're able to detect stress in your voice. So it will give you the ability to, you call your doctor, and you may be able to either through a uh, iPhone or an Apple phone or some kind of a phone, talk and communicate with your doctor while the doctor gets readings of your stress level through your voice tone. And it will help to to predict, you know, heart attacks, things that may happen like that. And it detects it. And, you know, one of the things they talked about, Siri, when you talk to your phone, Marsha, do you, do you use voice command if you're searching the Internet? A lot. Yes, I do a lot. Okay, so one of the things they talked at, and, and my wife is a perfect example of this, is she goes to Echo and she asks these complicated questions. You know, if I turn left and then I turn right and then I go four blocks this way, what will be there? You can't do that. The technology is not quite right. that advanced right. yet. You just ask a simple question. Hey, what's at the corner of, you know, Fifth and Main or something along those lines? So they talk about the fact that, that in studying the analytics of voice uh, technology, this will help them, as I say, both in our everyday lives when we use these devices, but also when you're in a stress level situation. So that was a kind of interesting uh, conversation about Siri and such. And like I say, the gentleman that invented Siri was actually at this conference, so it was kind of fun to hear him speak. Not his voice, by the way. Um, but one of the things that, that they went on to in the medical field, talking about stressing and talking about the things we use, is, and Marcia, you and I talked about this a little bit ago, about virtual reality headsets. They are starting to use virtual reality headsets for doctor training. So if you put on a headset and you are in a virtual operating room, you now have the ability to say, connect 10 different people in the room at the same time. So now you have 10 different doctors in the room looking at the surgery and actually performing the surgery as a virtual surgery prior to you action prior to the doctor actually having the surgery and it walks you through the things that may cause you problems when you start the actual surgery so it's you know i saw a video of it it's fascinating with all these doctors in different locations you know across the world you can bring in the greatest medical experts from across the globe and they don't have to be in the hospital at the same time they put these virtual reality hopefully they don't get nauseous while they're using them um, and they put them on their heads and it allows them to look at the surgery before they do it. And I mean, it, it's just a fascinating topic and it gives them the ability to do, learn things that they were never able to learn before. I mean, how do you feel about having your doctor doing virtual surgery before you have it on yourself? 
Well, it's a great teaching tool. Uh, they're using this at General Motors as well, teaching people on how to repair cars, how to work on cars, how to develop new technologies for cars. So you're doing less damage if you're using it in a virtual reality situation versus where you might be doing it on a human body. So it's a great right. idea. Yeah, I think that's great. Now, one of the things we talked about, this wasn't so much future tech that I can tell you because he really didn't reveal what the tech was. But we had a guy by the name of David Bridges, who is a senior geopolitical security analyst, but not so much what he does now. For 25 years, he was the head of the CIA cyber task force in Russia. So, the, you know, the natural question to him was, are we safer today than we were 9-11? And he said, we are the safest country in the world when it comes to our technology to detect potential terrorist attacks. And he said, today, we are far safer than virtually any place in the world. And that was kind of a point of relief. As I say, he didn't really talk so much about um, how or why, because I guess that's like secret stuff they don't really talk about. But uh, but that's good information to know, that our technology is so advanced now that we're much safer than we were at 9 and 11. Um, one of the things we talked a lot about in this conference was mobility. And, Marsha, we've been talking about uh, driverless cars and um you know, what is the future of the driverless cars? How many people will actually use them? Well, it appears that the mobility cost of driving, when you go back to 1871, when it was, you know, a, a buggy and a horse, was $1.70 a mile. Now it's 35 cents. So our cost is continually dropping of the vehicles that, because of technology. It's dropping down to the level of where it's extremely inexpensive to go mile per mile versus what it's been in the 1930s and the 1870s and so on and so forth. But one of the things I found interesting, and, and I'm curious to see what you think of this, they talked a lot about driverless cars. And their concept in the future is that you will take your Tesla, and Tesla, by the way, was a big topic of this conference. You take your Tesla and you now have a driverless Tesla. Well, that driverless Tesla becomes a Uber car for you, and you send it out on its merry way, and they say you can make $200,000 a year by using your Tesla or any other electric vehicle at that point as a well, driverless you know, car. It's interesting, and you brought this up, so you opened a ball of wax, so I need to weigh in for a minute. Please, yeah. Um, there was an analysis done on the gig economy. People who use their cars for Uber and mm -hmm. Lyft, and it seems that the people who jump into this thing to make an hourly wage, which is good right. and a great thing to supplement your income with, sure, are not are not uh, do not have a background in business, and are not working in all the expenses that they have, like depreciation. Right. There's depreciation of a vehicle. There's wear and tear of a vehicle. There's the chance somebody's going to puke in your vehicle. You're, <laughs> uh, no, probably. there are a lot of things. And the analysis of this article said that once you put in all those different things, you're maybe making less than $8 an hour. So considering the battery in an electric vehicle has a lifespan, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's. I think it's a whole different thing. And, and I don't think, you know... It, it's a grand idea anymore, uh, especially with an electric vehicle. And did you know that Tesla gets the Model 3 batteries from Panasonic? 
Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I this, this is Tesla. I thought they made their own this batteries, is, actually. They got a friggin' gigafactory, right? There's a yeah, gigafactory. Right. Yeah, well, they get their batteries from for the Model 3 from Panasonic. They had signed a contract for them to supply it. And all of a sudden, since Elon has ramped up his production of mm -hmm. the Model 3's shells that have to have Panasonic batteries put into them, Panasonic can't keep up. They've had to hire a ton more people. Their expenses have gone up. You can Google Panasonic and Tesla to find out more about this. Well, and it's costing them a fortune, and they're losing money on the Tesla batteries. So yeah. I, we're talking about a little bit shaky house of cards here that I'm, I'm not betting on in either way. <laughs> well, let me tell you this, because this will shock you. Uh, this group of futurists say that by the year 2030, so not not so far out, uh, you know, from where we are today, uh, 2030, 80% of the cars on the road will be auto drive cars, driverless vehicles. I don't believe it, but that's what they're saying. 80%. It's not that's good. Well, okay. Uh, it, I, I was just res responding to Funtime 777. And he said, uh, no, no puke in my car, please. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, you know, you have to think about that. And you can't have driverless cars until the sensors are embedded in the roadways. And right. if you of live course. in a city like Los Angeles, you, some of your roads are pretty crummy to start with. Mm -hmm. No less are there embedded anything in the roadways. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, Mark and I have been doing this tech radio show uh, basically, and we have a consumer thing because we figure there's enough shows that cover business right. and give you rah-rah ideas, and we just like to talk about technologies. It's like 5G. Until the installation of the infrastructure is there, it can't happen. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are running out. They're investing money in stuff like this, and even sure. cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Blockchain is brilliant. Yeah. But it's not being used everywhere yet. So, you know, you got to let these technologies, you know, work out with somebody else before you start putting your own money behind it and expect it's going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen probably for a decade. Well, that's what they're saying, 12 years. So they said yeah. by 2030. See, I told you, IBM said I was a futurist. I got that. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, one of the other things we talked about was robotics. And, and robotics are now really used in pretty much everywhere that you didn't even know they were uh, used. For example, Amazon uses robotics in their warehouses. So Which they makes now, perfect sense. It absolutely does. It cuts their time from f uh, an hour to 15 minutes in the use of a robotic versus a human as they're doing their shipping. That's a huge amount of difference. It I mean, is. 45, it is. You know, 45 minutes. But the one thing that they talked about that, that, that I had to agree with was in robotics and in artificial intelligence. You know, we talked about, did, did you end up ordering your Sony dog? Yes. Uh, well, we'll talk about that another time. But mid-December, I will be getting a robot dog. Yes, it was extremely expensive. But when we worked out the numbers, it was a whole lot cheaper than having a real dog. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, uh, a whole what, lot cheaper than having a real dog. Well, but what, what they did say, and, and it is kind of interesting when you think about it, you ordered your dog. It was made in Japan, right? Sony? It was right. a Sony? 
Okay, right. so what we have shown, the, the reason we have been more resistant to uh, robotics and artificial intelligence in the U.S. is because they pointed out, wh- where do we see that? We see that in movies like The Terminator, right? Right. Well, in, in China, they're puppies. So people relate in a greater way to artificial intelligence when it's warm and fuzzy, not when exactly. it's going to kill exactly. you. Exactly, and and that is that is one of the points for human beings to understand and want to uh, go in with this. And it's interesting with the Ibo ro- robot; it has many sensors and it has many cameras, and the dog learns about its environment and about you during the day right. and reads your facial expressions and stuff like that. It comes with a three-year cloud account through AT&T where it uploads everything it learned before it goes to sleep at night. While it's sleeping at night, it's downloaded new instructions and new tasks and new talents based on what it's learned the day before. So I think I'm going to have ongoing reports for the show. Yeah, I mean, I think on, that, on how this that, works, it'll be fascinating, you know. And, and in the robotics, one of the things they're talking about is replacing limbs with robotics. So for someone who might have been born or had an accident and can't use their right arm, they would be replaced with an actual robotic arm. Now they do, you know, you see this a lot. They on do TV that and now. Things like that. They do. And they it do now. a little bit, sure. but but these are so sophisticated. It's not the kind of thing that you know you see the claw pick up something. These are human hands or arms replacing what was formerly, you know, a claw at the end of the thing. So, uh, and they're saying within 10 years, you won't have to worry about hips replacement surgery because all of this will be robotically replaced. So, I mean, there's, there's some good news in the medical field, but one of the things I thought in the artificial intelligence that just kind of blew me away, McDonald's ran tests that will cook your food. As you're in the line at McDonald's, you know, you're in the drive through line, yeah. They analyze the car you're driving, driving before you get to the drive-up window and talk into the drive-up and say, I want a you know, a hamburger or a double cheeseburger or whatever. They cook your food before you even get to the window because they're using your car to analyze the type of food mm-hmm. you drive. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me to explain mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. apparently yeah. it has yes, worked. Yes, I, I have heard this, and you know what? Really, there's... I, just no way that I'm believing that. By the way, Jim Katzman, one of our listeners, just tweeted, by 2030, 80% of cars on the road will be driverless. The other 20% will be hitting the driverless cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right about Thanks, that. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> but I can tell you at the moment, robotics haven't replaced everything. 325 hands build iPads. That's right. That's right. And they have found, and Elon Musk, going back to Tesla, found that he had to hire back people because the small, tiny details of fine electronics still needed a hand. When I was in China, I saw a robotic arm that built, uh, remember, uh, we don't use ball, a whole lot of ballpoint pens anymore. We use gel pens. But remember the ballpoint pens that have several colors in them? Mm-hmm. Sure. And you could oh, click yeah. down, get it. Yeah, you click one in. So and the other, I the saw other. a robot assembling that. I got to yeah. tell you, it wasn't exactly speedy. To be, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know that slow. a human being could have done it faster. It was exacting. It was accurate, but it's it's just not there right now. I mean, you know, we well, have yeah. to look at a lot of these robotics, and uh, Elon Musk found that he had to rehire people to do some of these important 
multitasking jobs. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. In fact, they've created a hamburger flipping robot. So I don't know if you're going to go to McDonald's next and see that happen, but that's the next thing, you know, electronic devices that replace people. And, you know, they, and the answer is they always claim that they're going to be um, – uh, sorry about that. My, apparently my uh, ring is notifying me. Just yeah. keep going. Uh, yeah, the uh, – I'm sorry. You will find that uh, – well, go ahead, Marcia. Okay. Go ahead with yeah for a second. <laughs> Let's not lose all of our viewers. So, you know, yeah. Mark is talking about all this future stuff, and and it's great and it's wonderful. But what you have to do before you decide that all this future stuff is anything more than fascinating reading or video watching, is think about how it's going to affect your daily life. Um, we have, uh, if you remember, the world has rediscovered um, what's it called where you can fry food in a little thing and it doesn't take oil it's an air fryer right oh yeah yeah popcorn air fryers I mean popcorn well foods? no no mark the new thing with Millennials and Gen Z is something called an air fryer and they're all about frying everything in an air fryer but folks if you bought a microwave that had a convection built in, you've already got an air fryer. <laughs> right. So, That's you right. know, before you start shelling out money for all the new technologies, and if you go to Amazon, you'll see that air fryers are one of the top gifts you're going to be finding this Christmas season. Uh, convection yeah. is the same thing. Yeah, that's interesting. One one other thing I just did want to mention because this was so important uh, for technology that's not too far in the future. Uh, they're developing wearable robotic suits for people that have suffered, you know, uh, spine injury and such. And they're not the kind. You you remember, Marsha, when we went to CES? Maybe it was two years ago. We saw this remarkable. Yeah, that was uh, about four years ago. And that was it. Four years ago. Yeah, that kind of replaced it, but now the exoskeletons, as you're talking about, yes. Um, yes. they are working, and not only do they work on those who are, uh, have some problem, it also works for regular people who may not be strong enough, who can't lift a large box. Yes. If you have an exoskeleton on your arms and your legs, it bolsters your back, and I can't stop laughing at what Uncle Bill had just posted on Twitter. Oh, I have to look at that. <laughs> His Elon Musk horse car. But, yeah. yeah, so you can now lift because you have an exoskeleton that supports your body even stronger. So, yeah, well, there are I a thought, lot of new inroads. Yeah, I mean, when these devices, if you look at them, because you have to see them, they look like you're wearing a uh, jogging suit. They don't look like their technology. They look like you just put a pair of you know, jogging pants on, but all the technology built into them will allow people with traumatic injuries to perhaps yeah. walk or use their hands again. So that, that I thought was kind of cool. So uh, it gives you a little look into what's coming in the, as they say, not too distant future. Um, very, very interesting stuff. All right, we've got a few minutes yeah. left. Um, uh, okay, any movies real quick, you said you wanted I, wanted, a movie I wanted to tell everybody about about Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, there's a lot of controversy about the movie. People are saying it's not true to fact. They didn't tell things. Well, such and such an album before they showed it in the movie, and this and this happened before that and that. Well, you know, bottom line, you want real, go read a book. You want to go be entertained? 
Oh, thank you, Jasminka, for retweeting. She's retweeting our show. Yeah, if you want to, you know, get facts, you read a book. Right. And if you uh, want to be entertained, see a great movie. Rami Malek did an excellent job, brought me to tears, honestly. And I'm looking around in the audience, and other people have tears running down their face. When the movie was over, it was a preview. Everybody stood up and applauded. The movie was that good. Really? So I highly recommend Bohemian Rhapsody just for pure entertainment. If you liked Queen's music, go see the movie. You will not be disappointed. Interesting. Really I mean, good. I was a fan of Queen's music, and they, they've had some such iconic music from, you know, We Are the Champions to We Will Rock You to all that. And I assume they played all that music in the, uh, in the movie. Yeah, they did. And we live in a society today that everybody seems to think that everybody cares about everybody. But the truth yep. is, when it comes to music, all we care about is music. When we care about arts, we care about arts. Right. So go enjoy the movie. Don't listen to the naysayers. <laughs> all right, there you go. And as always, thank you for being with us. Uh, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. And turn your clocks back. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Have a good one. Catch the archives on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and our website. Bye-bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 
Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of Universal Talk Laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal Talk Laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. <laughs> 